matter to a minimum. I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Thank okay, you, comrade. Is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, <laughs> to address everyone. <laughs> oh man, that's great. What great times we live in. Welcome to Knowledge with Homage. I am your host, David Castle. And that was the Democratic National Socialism Convention. Please don't use gender pronouns. What are you fucking doing, man? You guys are crazy using those gender pronouns, trying to say he and she. We're all just they. We're all robots and shit. <laughs> Man, that's funny shit. I love that. So here we are on the 6th of August, 2019. I would like to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I just did a talk, but I figured I would do another one. I got nothing better going on right now. I woke up, rolled out of bed, and said, Hey, I'm going to talk to these people about some stuff. Whoever's listening. So thank you so much for tuning in. And, um, you know, I hope you're all doing good out there surviving and doing what you need in order to get through the day. I know it's not easy, but I am here for you, uh, if nothing else. Now, something I've been seeing on the internet lately is that um, there are some people who think the chemtrail spraying has stopped, but that's not true. It hasn't stopped here. It hasn't stopped anywhere that I've been across the country. There are days where they don't do it. Maybe they're refueling or maybe they're just doing it in a different spot. Just because they're not doing it over your town every day does not mean that it's no longer happening. Because where I live here in Carson City, Nevada, northern Nevada, Reno, Lake Tahoe area, it's happening all the time. Um, Yesterday was a big day. I haven't even looked outside today, but I bet you they're doing it again, these bastards. It happens all the time here, and I, I don't know if it's because we're closer to the west coast Um, because we're right at the base of the Sierra Nevada mountains, so it's a good place to get a storm system rolling. Uh, I'm not sure the exact science of it. Maybe we're just a test area, and they're spraying out all kinds of diseases and stuff, because they do do that as well, and there's declassified government documents that admit that. So, unfortunately, we're still getting sprayed all the time. It's part of a big military agenda. The space fence... All that fun stuff that Elena Freeland talks about and does great research on. So I encourage you to pick up one of her books and learn about that shit. It's very important. So the big news right now is obviously the the shootings that just happened in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio. And once again, you know, you never let a big, good tragedy go to waste. The politicians and all kinds of people are going to town with it and using it to fulfill their agenda, and there's always a political thing. Because they plan this shit themselves, I can't believe any of these events that happen, any of these these mass shootings, because they're so politically charged, and there's always an agenda behind them. And you have to take into account all of the, all of the weird events that have happened in the past, too. You go back to the JFK assassination and all of the fishy stuff with that, the Oklahoma City bombing with Tim McVeigh, and, and the possible intelligence ties with him, uh, the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy, by Sir, supposedly by Sirhan Sirhan, um, who was proven to be a Manchurian candidate, but he's actually still in jail. And uh, it turns out that his lawyer actually lives here in Carson City, which is kind of weird. I've spoken to him. 
Um, the movie Manchurian Candidate, I think that had Denzel Washington. And that's the whole premise of the movie is to make a mind control assassin. And that was the same thing with the Bourne movies, with the Jason Bourne shit, the Bourne identity, Bourne supremacy. There's like fucking six of them. And it was the same thing with Zoolander. You know, they're trying to get a mind control assassin to fucking kill the prime minister of Malaysia. And that was the whole premise behind that. That was a funny movie, though, I gotta admit. But that that shit does happen. You think it's all fiction and these Hollywood movies are just, you know, just made up or something. No, that's really that really happens. Um, in recent times, you had the Sandy Hook thing, too, which just, it's so full of holes. They demolished the whole building because they knew that, you know, if there was an investigation or people tried to see what actually happened there, they would find out that the whole story is a complete lie, a complete hoax, and it's just so fucking full of holes. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, you had the Navy Yard shooter who who went and shot all the people with his shotgun. And then uh, on his gun, he etched into it my ELF weapon. And what that means is my extremely low frequency weapon, which is the type of wavelength, the type of wavelength used in mind control technology. Because the brain operates on a certain wavelength, it is a extremely low frequency wavelength. So when you make something um, align with that wavelength, when they synchronize, then you have the ability to implant thoughts in someone's head to make it seem like God is talking to them. Uh, there's instances of this happening in Desert Storm where the Iraqi army just fucking comes running out and surrendering because the American army used a voice of God technology, a voice to skull technology, and made it seem like Allah was telling them to give up. And that's all it takes, you know. When once, once the mind is a war zone, then what can you do? How do you protect that? You gotta wear your tinfoil hat, I guess. <laughs> and that's why people wear those. There's a real, real shit behind that, man. They don't like those ELF waves, so they throw on the tinfoil hat. I don't know how well it works. I don't have one. But anyway, so so due to the technology that we have today and just the patents that are in the public domain and the stuff that you can actually have verifiable evidence of, you know, you don't even got to get into the shit that they're doing behind the scenes because how do you know? All you know is it's way more advanced than than what's in the public domain. But even when you look at what's in the public domain, you have to realize that there are many different ways to manipulate somebody's mind beyond belief and then to turn them into a fucking maniac and have them go shoot a bunch of people in order to fulfill your agenda. And the people who are in control of the world have no problem doing that. They got people on fucking speed dial for this shit. People that they brainwash, put a little chip in. I don't even think they have to use a chip anymore. And you just flip a switch or something, you press a button... And the dude goes fucking nuts, shoots a bunch of people, and boom, you know, it's the Hegelian dialectic. You have a crisis or, you know, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. So you have the crisis, you have the response to the crisis, you know, ever the public outcry, all of that, and then the political agenda that you were aiming at to begin with in the first place. But you weren't able to put forth that political agenda without the crisis and then the outcry to the crisis following after that. So you see how that works? That's how things have worked for thousands of years. The Hegelian dialectic is very effective, and they have been using that since before Hegel was even alive. Hegel was a philosopher who basically wrote, you know, put his name on it. He called it the Hegelian dialectic and then broke it down scientifically. But that is the way that humanity is controlled. Um, it works. Why, why fix it if it ain't broke? So 
you know, it, people are very emotional. They're very reactive. So it's, it, it just works, man. This shit fucking works. When there's a disaster, people go nuts. They get scared. They need somebody to save them. They're much more, you know, they're more easily influenced. And they're more likely to succumb to tyranny, essentially. They're reactive and they need someone to save them. Especially the women. Uh, propaganda largely targets the female class. Hitler knew this, and that is the class that he targeted in World War II. Because he knew that, you know, the woman, the woman is a very essential part of the family unit. She's the mom, you know. She runs shit. The children look up to the mom. They are cared for by the mom. And the father is supposed to be the protector and the provider, at least traditionally. Things have changed in recent years, but for the most part, that's the way shit is. Now, Hitler knew that if you were able to win over the mind of the woman and to make her scared and make her tell the husband to give up the rights, give up his rights and you know succumb to this tyrannical government because of fear, because there's all this propaganda saying that, uh, you know, all these terrible things were going to happen to the German population if they didn't do these things, you know, all leading up into World War II. They're saying that people are going to come castrate the men and, and do all sorts of terrible things. And this was all propaganda because the, the newspapers and all of that were all controlled by the same source. That was the Nazi regime. And by targeting the women, the women were able to convince the men to do certain things that they might normally have not done. Because the women wanted to feel safe. And uh, that's what caused the men to volunteer over their rights to the government. And this still happens today. Uh, propaganda is largely aimed at the emotional, you know, the emotional side of the brain to get people to fucking do shit they wouldn't normally do. So it makes sense that you target the women. They're, they're more reactive and stuff. And nothing against women. I love women and they're great. But this is just the way shit is done. It's it's very strange. I, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand it. It's just weird. Um, That was a terrible explanation. God damn it, I'm an idiot. But anyways, I want to go over some of the, the headlines in the news right now just because it's so ridiculous. I can't believe the headlines. It's like, ah, they're just terrible. So obviously the big thing is, like I said, the shootings... And I'm on CNN.com right now. I just want to read you what these headlines are. So it says, Spotlight turns to McConnell's obstruction. And they're talking about Senator Mitch McConnell and how he keeps obstructing gun legislation. And I want to read a little part of this because it's so telling of what they do with these disasters. It says... uh, President Donald Trump didn't cite new gun legislation in his public remarks Monday following the pair of deadly mass shootings over the weekend, and he won't have to worry about any such bills so long as Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the proud obstructionist of Capitol Hill, keeps them off the Senate floor. McConnell has for months now been the plug halting nearly every piece of legislation Democrats pass through the House, including gun measures that enjoy bipartisan support. 
But Democrats and gun control activists are hoping that this time, after shootings in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio left scores dead, they will be able to succeed in passing some kind of new federal gun control measure into law for the first time in decades. And they're aiming to pressure McConnell in new and uncomfortable ways. Now listen to that. Let me reread that paragraph. It says, But Democrats and gun control activists are hoping that this time, after shootings in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio, this time, after shootings in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio, left scores dead, they'll be able to succeed in passing some kind of new federal gun control measure into law for the first time in decades. And they're aiming to pressure McConnell in new and uncomfortable ways. So how could you believe you know, that this event was just spontaneous and just, you know, a lone wolf shooter or just a fucking crazy white person. You know, and this goes with the racism agenda and all that shit, the bickering between us poor people. They always got to have us infighting, fighting against each other and never looking towards the real villains, which is, you know, the people who really control the world. They always want us fighting between ourselves, but how could you believe that this event was just, you know, the product of some fucking crazy kid when there's this gigantic political agenda behind it. I mean, they've been wanting to take the guns from the American people for quite some time now. You know, it's the only thing really stopping them from going completely, you know, balls to the wall with this New World Order agenda. That's why they have to implement it incrementally, and they have to do it slowly over decades and over generations. And they will, and, you know, that's the way the agendas work, and that's why they operate through organizations and foundations because they're longer lasting than an individual lifetime. The average person is confined to, you know, your 60 to 80 years, and that's it, and then you die, and then all of your work dies with you. But the people who control the world operate under foundations and lineages and brotherhoods that are everlasting, and they keep going and going, and so does their agenda. So, you know, they they keep trying. They're very persistent. I'll give them that. And, you know, with these shootings, it's, you know, right after them, they always talk about the gun control shit and how we shouldn't have any more guns because look at these maniacs. This is going to happen time after time all the time. And it and it does keep happening, at least if you believe the news. Um, It's always something, man. And there's going to be more, and they're going to keep happening until people volunteer over their guns just like they did in Australia, just like they did in much of the European Union. And it fucking sucks, man. It's 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 just retarded, really. And it's sad. Um, but I, I just thought this article was funny because of the blatant language that they used in it, talking about how, you know, since this event happened, we want to take your guns. And, you know, they're very upfront about it, and people will fall for it. Regardless of, you know, if people really died, how many gunmen really were there? Some some people are saying they saw three. Uh, and then you have the photographs of the guy in one picture. He's wearing khakis. In the other, he's wearing cargo pants. And it's just, it's it's crazy, man. So, I don't know. I'm just going to read these headlines. Uh, we have, I'm under news and buzz here on CNN.com. History making Beyonce portrait to go on display at Smithsonian. Wow, what a fucking icon Beyonce is. Let's throw in the Smithsonian. What the fuck? That's bullshit. <laughs> EasyJet was criticized for making passengers fly in backless seats. 
Okay, that's news. Denise Richards thanks fans for spotting medical problem. Thank God they spotted that medical problem on Denise Richards. Man dies after falling near Yosemite Waterfall. That's big news there. Somebody died. Headline news. It's a terrible accident. Unexpected guest frightens plane passengers. Cyclist dies after crashing in the Tour de Poulain. John Oliver powerfully links mass shootings to political rhetoric. Oh man, there was one that was really good. Where the fuck is that? Oh, here you go. Late night comics slam Congress for inaction on gun violence. And how low have we have we stooped as a society to where we look towards these late night comics to make our political decisions for us and and tell people how shit should be, you know? They're they're our buffer between, you know, the people and the elite or the politicians. They are the fucking elite. They're all part of it. You really believe in this shit? These fucking late night comics like John Stewart or John Oliver or fucking any of these motherfuckers, Stephen Colbert, which I used to like him, he used to be funny, but they're so blatantly part of the system and just, you know, they're just little puppets that they use because that's where a lot of people actually get their news. That's all they know about the headlines is what these people recap on their late night comedy show, which aren't even funny, by the way. Most of the time, they ain't fucking funny. They're just saying some dumb shit. It's all politically charged. It's aimed at people's emotions. They'll do a couple funny skits throughout the program because they are labeled as a comedy show. And, you know, they wouldn't be able to exist without them. But there's a bigger purpose to these types of shows. And, uh... It's just funny that people believe that shit. I don't get it, but that's the way it goes, I guess. Now, enough of the the shooting thing. Like I said in the last podcast, I don't even like discussing it because it's it's just giving them, you know, putting more gas on the fire for them and uh, furthering their gun control thing and the racism thing and just the, the infighting and the hatred of, you know, the, the weird, nerdy white kid. It's always him who shoots up some shit, right? Ay, ay, ay. I don't know. It's just bullshit. I don't believe any of it. But, you know, it sounds more to me like a rogue intelligence operation, all of these shootings. Your nerdy white kid ain't gonna fucking suit up and go commando on some motherfuckers. You know, he's gonna stay home and play Dungeons and Dragons and shit. He's He's not like a badass fucking commando. Maybe some ex-Navy SEAL motherfuckers will do that. Or, you know, some mind-controlled Manchurian candidate thing. It's just the whole shit doesn't make sense to me. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. But moving on to another topic here. Uh, This is something. This is an article from ScienceAlert.com. It is entitled, Japan Approves Groundbreaking Experiment Bringing Human-Animal Hybrids to Term. Stem cell biologists... Hiromitsu Nakauchi has been waiting for this moment for more than a decade. After years of planning, the persistent researcher has at last received approval from a government willing to pursue one of the most controversial scientific studies there is, human-animal embryo experiments. So they're trying to combine a human and an animal, you know, make a chimera, a man-bear pig. Kind of fucking crazy, right? While many countries around the world have restricted, defunded, or outright banned these ethically fraught practices, Japan has now officially lifted the lid on this proverbial Pandora's box. 
Earlier this year, the country made it legal to not only transplant hybrid embryos into surrogate animals, but also to bring them to term, so you can actually have them born. As a lead stem cell researcher at the University of Tokyo and Stanford University, Nakauchi has gone from country to country chasing his dream of one day growing customized human organs in animals like sheeps or pigs. What a weird dream. I don't know. I got different dreams, bro. With more than 116,000 patients on the transplant waiting list in the United States alone, Nakiuchi hopes his ideas can transform lives. The ultimate goal is still a long way off, but the next step in his research has at last been given the green light by ministry officials in Japan. As the first researcher to receive government approval since the 2014 ban, Nakauchi plans on taking things slow so that public understanding and trust can catch up. We don't expect to create human organs immediately, but this allows us to advance our research based upon the know-how we have gained up to this point. The experiments will start by injecting human-induced pluripotent cell stem cells into rat and mice embryos, all of which have been genetically mimicked genetically manipulated so that they cannot make pancreases. The goal is for the rodent embryo to use the human cells to build itself a pancreas, and for two years, the term, the team plans on watching these rodents develop and grow, carefully monitoring their organs and brains in the process. Only then will the researchers ask for approval to do the same with pigs. While human-animal embryos have been created in the past, such as pig-human embryos and sheep-human embryos, They've never been allowed to develop to term before. I have a tough time believing that. You know, just because they say they never allowed it means they didn't. I don't know about that. You might. I know you got some rogue scientists out there that's making some fucking man bear pigs and doing some weird shit. Probably fucking them or something. I don't know. One of the biggest fears with this type of research centers. Ah, that's a typo. This type of research centers. How do people make typos on their news articles? Like, dude, you got one job. You fucked it up. Uh, One of the biggest fears with this type of research center on exactly where these human stem cells actually go in an animal. This type of research center is on... See, they forgot to put a word. And they're fucking me off and making me sound like an idiot. I'll add my own words. So it goes like this. This is how it was supposed to be written. One of the biggest fears with this type of research center is on exactly where these human stem cells actually go in an animal and what type of cells they could develop into once they are injected. Haha. While Nakayuchi and his team are trying to target this treatment to just the pancreas, if they detect more than 30% of the rodent brains are human, they will suspend the experiment. How weird. So you're going to have a fucking rat human brain. Weird. These are part of the government's conditions to prevent a humanized animal from ever coming into existence. I... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that. I, that's going to happen, man. We're living in crazy times. Nakayuchi, however, doesn't think this is going to happen. Well, at least Nakayuchi doesn't think it's going to happen. Last year, he and his colleagues at Stanford successfully made the first human-sheep embryo, and although it was destroyed after just 28 days, the hybrid contained no organs and very few human cells, only about 1 in 10,000 or less. We are trying to ensure that the human cells contribute only to the generation of certain organs. Nakuchi explained the winter edition of Stanford's Medicines out there. With our new targeted organ generation, we don't need to worry about stem cells integrating where we don't want them, so there should be many fewer ethical concerns. And, you know, how do you feel about that? 
is this is this something that should be in the public domain and up for debate? Should we be uh, combining humans with animals, making sheep humans? I mean, there you could argue that there already are a lot of sheep humans, but to actually make them in a lab and combine our DNA and and make them into one organism, is this something we should be doing? Do you think we've you know reached a point in our society where we're we're responsible enough to do that shit? I don't know. And what's to stop people from, you know, doing these designer babies where, you know, making like a Spider-Man or something. But I don't think they want a bunch of Spider-Men running around with special powers. I think they would want more sheep people with, you know, the uh, temperament of a sheep, but the body of a human that can still work like a horse. I think that would be like the ideal creation for the elite who's obviously going to be the people in control of this type of technology but you know they always put it under a guise of um it being beneficial to humanity and all that you know like they're just trying to grow these organs in order to transplant them into people who were just in a car accident or something like that now you know that's great if that does happen but i think there's a uh a bigger fucking thing that's going to go on, man. And if you read books like Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, the whole beginning of the book is talking about the, you know, the inoculations that go into a fetus and into an embryo in order to make them be a certain way. You know, the 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 deltas, which were the lowest caste in society, got alcohol injected into their blood, so they would be stupid and easy to control because they were just the dumb workers. And, you know, the betas and, and and all that shit, they got different serums in their blood so they weren't as dumb. And then the alphas were almost like real people because they had to make decisions and had to think clearly. So, you know, messing with the genetic code and, and uh, you know, creating new life forms, that's that's some crazy shit, man. We're in a crazy time. But... I don't know. There should be some public oversight over that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to read that article because it's fucking crazy. I got another one here um, that is about directed energy weapons. It says, U.S. Air Force and Raytheon join Navy and Lockheed Martin by introducing directed energy weapons. And this is almost 20 years after 9-11 when they used the directed energy weapon to blow up the World Trade Center towers. And if you aren't familiar with any of that, look up Judy Wood's book, Where Did the Towers Go? She explains it in great detail. I think it is the most, it's the best explanation of what happened on 9-11. It's a scientific forensic analysis of, you know, what made these towers just disappear. And it's fucking crazy. She proved that was directed energy, you know, free energy that was weaponized, like what Nikola Tesla invented way back at the turn of the 20th century. Uh, when he's doing all of his free energy experiments and trying to provide them to the world. But, you know, this was weaponized by the government. And now, a hundred years later, it's coming into the public domain and, you know, kind of being introduced to the public as a defense strategy. And it's a weapon that moves at the speed of light. It's pretty effective. That shit's crazy. So, U.S. Air Force and Raytheon join Navy and Lockheed Martin by introducing directed energy weapons. After many years of speculation as to whether the use of directed energy weapons in war would be unleashed upon the world, we now have an answer. 
Yes, of course they were. Nearly four years ago, I wrote an article entitled Lasers and Electronic Warfare to be Used in New World of Drones and Anti-Drones, wherein I detailed the trend of shifting the spectrum toward the use of these new weapons. Now, over just the last few weeks, we have seen multiple announcements from these military from the military that they are, in fact, rolling out these programs. The U.S. Navy and Lockheed Martin were the first to announce a system called Helios, High Energy Laser and Integrated Optical Dazzler with Surveillance. Ooh, a dazzler, that's fun. Helios, that is an ancient god, I believe. Was he a Greek god? I think it was the god of the sun. And they always do that. They always incorporate some fucking ancient name. Yeah, Helios was the god of the sun in Greek mythology. He was thought to ride on a golden chariot, which brought the sun across the skies each day from the east to the west. While at night, he did the return journey in leisurely fashion, lounging in a golden cup. So, you know, they always make up a fun acronym that has to do with some ancient fucking occult type shit. So these this uh, project is called Helios, because they're going to unleash the power of the sun and fuck you up with their directed energy weapon. Now it says, Fox News reported, if swarms of enemy small attack boats armed with guns and explosives approached a Navy ship alongside missile-armed drones and helicopters closing into strike range, ship commanders would instantly begin weighing defensive options to include interceptor missiles, electronic warfare, deck-mounted guns, or area weapons such as close-in weapon systems. Now, attack... Now, attacks such as these will also be countered with laser weapons being added to the equation, bringing new dimensions to maritime warfare on the open sea. By 2021, U.S. Navy destroyers will be armed with new ship-fired lasers able to sense and incinerate enemy drones, low-flying aircraft, and small boat attacks, all while firing at the speed of light. As you can see, much of the focus is centered around countering drone attacks. The new announcement from the U.S. Air Force also focuses primarily on this threat, both from the cheap and readily available quadcopter drones that can now be modified, to much more advanced AI drone swarms. Their new contract has awarded $23 million to another mega-defense contractor, Raytheon, according to MSN. The 10-kilowatt lasers are to be mounted on small ground-based vehicles and aimed using an interference... I'm sorry. I'm going to start over. The 10-kilowatt lasers are to be mounted on small ground-based vehicles and aimed using an interface similar to a video game controller. So, you know, with these drone operations and all that, and, um, you know, these people they got doing this shit, these were all gamers. These were all kids who grew up playing Call of Duty and Halo and all that stuff. And, you know, it's like the perfect job for them. In their eyes, they're just playing a video game. And they're kind of detached from from the murdering that they do, but um, having known people whose family members did that shit, it you know that stuff gets to you, and you're you're murdering people and you're killing people, and it's not a game. So, you know, there's a lot of PTSD that comes with that type of work. I would never recommend anyone to do it. I think it's incredibly cowardly, and just you know, it's just crazy. You're killing someone from ten thousand miles away by hitting the button. I don't think it was ever meant to be done that way, but. So, and that's the way they do it. You know, I think that's also a reason why these video games were introduced to the public, all these first-person shooters and, you know, these war games to make it think, you know, it devalues human life and it makes you more 
accepting of of murdering someone you don't know because they're just an image on a screen and you're just pushing a button. It's not real. It's not like you're stabbing them in the fucking stomach or something, you know? So anyways, it says, The interface will be similar to a video game controller. The prototype laser weapons were built by Raytheon and incorporate a range of components from the commercial technology industry, including high-performance lithium-ion batteries, the same type used in electric vehicles. Now, how does that make you feel to know that your lithium-ion battery inside of your Tesla can be used to create a directed energy weapon? It's kind of cool, but it also makes it seem like your car could fucking blow up and it could be catastrophic. That's pretty crazy right there. Because laser weapons could fire constantly without wasting ammunition, military technology experts have theorized they could one day be useful in combating the small, remotely operated quadcopter drones that ISIS has used. They are also expected to be an effective counter against swarming attack drones, a concept that a handful of countries are exploring. The fact that it's a laser weapon allows you to put energy in target at the speed of light. Wow, so yeah, these weapons operate at the speed of light. They're absolutely instantaneous. It can be an instantaneous heating event, said Michael Jurgis, who leads the Air Force's directed energy experimentation projects. As nation after nation becomes wired for war and neutralizes, then surpasses each other, new methods must be developed to maintain military supremacy. This is the nature of military conflict and one of the prime reasons why the world seems to have new security threats each and every day. It becomes one endless problem-reaction-solution loop that only serves to benefit those who are invested in each of these three components, which would be the military-industrial complex... And the people, you know, fill in their pockets by making all this stuff. Companies like Lockheed Martin and Raytheon, which are just fronts for the CIA. They're all CIA front organizations. And it's a clever way to do it because by operating in that way, you bypass public oversight and congressional oversight. Um, It'd be like black budget funding type of thing because they're a private organization and they can do whatever they want but still get grants from the government but not have to explain exactly what they're doing. And that's the reason why they outsource these military contracts to these CIA front groups like Lockheed and Raytheon and all that um, because they get a shitload of money and they don't got to talk about what they're doing. So think about it, man. We got the directed energy weapons coming into, you know, they're they're admitting that they're going to put them on the, uh, the ships and stuff. And... Um, you know, holy shit, that's crazy, right? A, a laser, laser beams, just ready to incinerate you. And w- so, what do they got behind the scenes? You know, if they're fifty to a hundred years more advanced than what they reveal to the public, what is the weapon that's just the craziest shit ever right now? I mean, like, is it something interdimensional? Is it something where it just I don't know. It's hard to even fathom it. It's it's just weird to think that we're already at the directed energy weapon stage, and we have been for quite some time. Um, but now it's in the public realm, so you, you got to ask yourself, what do they really got? I don't know. Moving on to another article. Uh, this one is by Yahoo, which is the most terrible news organization in the whole world. They have the most ridiculous headlines, and this is one of them. It says, the FBI is calling conspiracy theories a terrorism threat. Here's what that means for Facebook and others. And it has a picture of these two people wearing a Pizzagate shirt. It says, uh, 
Corey and Danielle Hayes at a Pizzagate demonstration outside the White House on Washington, D.C., March 25th, 2017. Everybody knows what Pizzagate is. I don't have to get into that. So It says, uh, The FBI has pegged conspiracy theory-driven domestic extremists as a burgeoning terrorist threat for the U.S., raising questions about the legal implications for websites where fringe groups sow these conspiracies. Now, this is, uh, it's an attack on free speech, and it's just, it's meant to to go after anybody who has anything to say against the system and against, you know, the current events that they're trying to push on us. It's just a way to shut people up. It's a, it's a catch-all. Conspiracy theorists. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're just a lunatic. And they have made this word, you know, be synonymous with a fucking nut job or some shit, you know? To think that rich people would ever come together and make a plan on how to be more rich or more powerful is just crazy. Do you you understand how ridiculous that is? How fucking, you gotta be crazy to think that they wouldn't do that. If I was rich and powerful, that would be the first thing I would do. I'd hang out with a bunch of other rich and powerful people. And then we would plan how we get more rich and powerful. That's that's what you do. That's what, you know, that's the definition of a corporation. It's just... It, what they make people believe and how gullible the public is to, to really eat up these terms and then to have, you know, some some hatred towards these people for just trying to expose what's going on. It, it's just ridiculous and it shows how effective indoctrination can be because the word conspiracy theorist didn't even really come about until after the JFK assassination. And, you know, a vast majority of the American public was very skeptical of uh, the murder. They didn't believe the official story. So in order to, you know, dispute these people or refute their beliefs and make them seem crazy, they made up the word conspiracy theorist and attached a stigma to it it made it seem like you were just insane if you thought that, you know, anything else could have happened besides the official story given to you by your government. And uh, ever since, it's been it's been the word that they, they label people with to fucking make them seem stupid and crazy. It's just crazy. I know I'm on some lists and shit for being a conspiracy theorist. I've been called that many, many times. And to me, it just exposes ignorance and, and stupidity on behalf of the person who calls you that. Because, you know, they're just dumbass motherfuckers. Anyways, sorry, went off on tangent there. Um, in an exclusive article for Yahoo News published Thursday, contributor Jaina Winter reported on an FBI bulletin from May 30th, 2019 that, for the very first time, named fringe extremists as a domestic terrorist threat. The bulletin specifically pointed to QAnon, a far-right theory claiming there's a plot against Donald Trump, as well as Pizzagate, a now-debunked claim that Hillary Clinton and her aides were operating a human trafficking ring out of a Washington, D.C. pizza restaurant. Uh, and yet, you still have Jeffrey Epstein and his ties to the Clinton Foundation, and you know it's all factual that he was doing a human trafficking sex ring and all that shit. And he's in jail, and the Clintons flew to his on his plane on the Lolita Express to his little fucking sex dungeon island multiple times, you know. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. It's a conspiracy theory. 
What the fuck? The guy's a... By the way, Epstein's a fall guy. I think he is just a front man for a much, much bigger organization. And what these these sex organizations are used for and, uh, you know, the pedophilia and shit that the elite is into and the adrenochrome and all that, it's used for blackmail purposes because once you get somebody to do that, you film them, you do whatever, and you say, hey, you got to do whatever the fuck I say or else I'm going to put this video out, your life is over, and you're fucked. And that is the way you maintain secrecy in a secret society is by making somebody do some weird stuff and using it as blackmail material. So that's what's happening. And I've also heard it theorized that out of the Epstein trial will come a normalization of pedophilia, which has been the aim for a long time in order to destroy the family unit and you know further degrade that, which has been happening since the sexual revolution of the 60s. Uh, they want to normalize having sex with children and make it seem like it's cool. And just really break down any barrier and any normalcy which still exists. Which is disgusting. It's fucked up. Um, obviously. You know, like like that even requires explanation. But this is what they want. And this is what is happening. And there's people who are getting funding. And, you know, are holding government positions which believe this. They want to have sex with children. And they think it's cool to do. And they justify it in their own minds. Which I find very disgusting and empathetic but it's all part of the agenda like i said to destroy the family unit and to normalize you know the weird 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 things and just fuck up the whole world and create a new society because in order to create a new society that they want to bring in they have to destroy the old one and that includes destroying the family unit which sucks um, anyway, so they're talking about Pizzagate that says, Neither of these theories could have spread as rampantly as they did without the internet. Specifically, Google, YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, and Twitter. Now that the FBI is officially calling fringe theories that spread on these platforms a terrorist threat, do these sites have to worry about the FBI or state prosecutors coming after them? Uh, I would think not because the government created all this shit in order to collect your data. You know, it's all made by the FBI and the CIA, and they've always had taps on it, They're tabs on it, and they're always looking at you and, and, and categorizing everyone, creating these personality profiles and, and doing all this stuff to, you know, find out who's a threat and keep an eye on them and then, you know, dispute certain people and Crazy shit, man, but to think that uh, Facebook is somehow against the government or not a part of it is ridiculous. They're a data-gathering entity, basically. It says, uh, after that, it says, the short answer, probably not. It is unlikely that a company would fall afoul of criminal statutes if found just hosting some crazy person's conspiracy theories says Alan Rosenstein, a cybersecurity expert and associate professor at the University of Minnesota Law School. Uh, People talking crazy on websites. Websites like Facebook enjoy immunity from civil lawsuits or from local or state criminal prosecution over content posted by users. Under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, websites like Facebook enjoy broad immunity from civil lawsuits and prosecution at the state or local level for content posted by their users. The CDA passed in 1996, eight years before Facebook even existed, to police obscenity on the then nascent internet. 
Congress added Section 230, as one judge stated, to encourage the unfettered and unregulated development of free speech on the Internet. You see, but they don't like free speech. And they're making it so you police yourselves and we police each other. There's certain things you just can't talk about. And that's the way they're really going after free speech. It's not going to be some sort of legislation. It's just going to be your the thought police like they had in uh, 1984. It's just there's certain things you can't say, you can't think, and that's the reason why they're trying to manipulate the language and make it so you can't use gender programs or pronouns. And Because uh, it's the, the language that you use and the things you say determines what you think. And if you can't include certain words in your vocabulary, then you won't be able to even conceive of certain things. That's what it all comes down to. Words are very important, and the words that you're allowed and not allowed to lose are very telling of how much freedom you have in a society. Uh, It says, uh, Section 230 says in part, if people are talking crazy on websites, that's not the website's legal responsibility, says Eric Goldman, a professor of law at Santa Clara University School of Law in the Silicon Valley and a leading expert on Internet law. Um, While Section 230 doesn't protect websites from federal criminal prosecution, U.S. prosecutors would still be loath to prosecute mainstream websites for conspiracy spread on their platforms. The First Amendment would likely protect big websites like Facebook and Twitter from prosecution because they're almost certainly not involved in the conspiracy. (laughs) That's funny. Facebook and Twitter are almost certainly not involved in the conspiracy. (laughs) What a fucking, what a weird thing to even say. Like, why even include that? They're just rubbing it in your face. They are the conspiracy. Jesus Christ. And that has a picture of Mark Zuckerberg looking like he's about to, I'm not even going to say it because you can't say it. I'm thought policing myself. Looks like he's going to suck a dick. It says, (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook, speaks as he attends the unveiling ceremony of the new Samsung S7 and S7 Edge smartphones at the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. Wow, man, this guy's just, he does it all. It says, uh, but the story might be different for sketchy small sites operated by individuals who might actively be involved in propagating conspiracies, Goldman pointed out. The venue for the conspiracy theory discussions might matter to the legal liability of the operator. Were they trying to foment problems, or was that an unfortunate misuse of tools for their other purposes? So, what they're trying to say is uh, Facebook can do whatever the whatever they want because they're going to monitor everything you say, anyways, and you know they'll flag you or whatever if you're going to post some shit they don't like. But these other websites ran by regular individuals; those are the ones that are going to be taken down. Because they want you posting on Facebook. They want you using it so they can further collect more data on you and do all that. But uh, these regular websites, you know, real activist websites that are doing real research, those are the ones they're going to shut down. Uh, It says, caught between a rock and a hard place. Regardless of whether they face federal criminal liability, Facebook, Twitter, and other websites still have an interest in doing what they can to stop conspiracy theorists from exploiting their websites to spread fake news, especially fake news that could do real damage. As Jana Winter points out in Yahoo News, the Pizzagate conspiracy spurred a 28-year-old man to fire an automatic weapon in a pizza restaurant to try to rescue children he believed were being held there. The conspiracy that led to the action proliferated in more than 30 Facebook groups, NBC News reported in February. In a July 2018 interview with Recode's Kara Swisher, 
Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg sparked controversy when he said he didn't believe the social network should remove content posted by Holocaust deniers. But he did contend that Facebook would remove content that incited violence. Facebook and other sites are caught between a rock and a hard place when it comes to fake news, according to Goldman. On the one hand, he noted, the government wants them to do more to combat terrorist content on their sites. You see, it's like any time you say anything against the government or against the fucking status quo, you're just a terrorist now. Do you see how they've made people believe that? Do you see how that's a problem? You can't fucking think anymore or else you're a terrorist. You're going to get locked up and thrown in jail. That's where it's going. And you know where else it's going? They're going to go back years from now onto your Facebook posts and see some shit that you said and lock you up because of it. They're going to say, hey, you're not allowed to say this and therefore you're a terrorist and you're fucked, basically, and you're going to jail. That's where it's going. And if it's not that extreme, it's going to prevent you from getting a job. It's going to prevent you from providing for your family. You're definitely not going to be able to hold public office or be any type of public figure. All the celebrities are going to get roasted for the shit they've done. And same with uh, athletes and shit. That's already happening. They're going to go back years and years and years ago, find some shit that you said, take it out of context, and use it to fuck you over. And, uh, you know, that's what these data gathering sites are really used for. It's a great way to stay in touch with your friends. But still, man, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Uh, Continuing. On the one hand, he noted, the government wants them to do more to combat terrorist content on their sites. But at the same time, Trump and others have accused websites like Google and Facebook of conservative bias. That could provide a disincentive for removing content that's arguably on the fringe. Especially considering that the President of the the United States himself has shared a Twitter account tied to QAnon, the very group the FBI warned about. Oh shit, so Trump is a terrorist too. But then again, they're all terrorists. Wasn't Obama a terrorist? More uh, drone strikes than any other president? More people murdered? George Bush was definitely a terrorist. Uh, Remember 9-11? Yeah, good times. Says, uh, the internet has allowed the craziest theories to flourish, and even worse, our own government has been validating and endorsing these theories, which has emboldened the purveyors of the worst views to feel like they're engaged in credible activity, Goldman noted. It's a crazy, crazy time. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Says, uh, when asked to comment on the FBI bulletin, Twitter pointed to its web pages detailing its policies on terrorist content and on platform manipulation. Facebook, Google, and Reddit did not immediately respond to requests to comment. And let's let's look at the reactions here to see. Ah, oh, fuck! I love the the comments on the Yahoo News. If there's anything that's good about any of these articles, you know, you have these propaganda articles that are aimed at just just the most ridiculous shit. And then you look at the comments and you realize people aren't buying it. And I fucking love that. So right here, the comment says, "We need to fully fund the Thought Police and the Ministry of Peace." Of course, alluding to George Orwell's 1984. And if you haven't read that book, Check that shit out. Joe says, George Orwell was a visionary. Mark says, conspiracy code Q, repeat Q, all stations reply, and transmission. Not sure what that means, but... <laughs> Man, these are great comments. It says, uh, not, so that's the guy's name. He says, we here at the Deep State approve this message. We would like to further this idea by holding a small presentation on the codes used to cause male pattern baldness. 
When this formula is applied, it will show you which a Teletubby was not gay. Meeting will be tomorrow in the basement of a known pizza parlor. Note, QAnon will be there for a Q&A session. I don't know. What the fuck does that even mean? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Mark says, hey, now my comment's gone. All I said was, is it a conspiracy theory if it is true? Good question, Mark. No, it's only a conspiracy theory if they don't like it. Alan says, so who dictates what's propaganda and what's not? Well, the fucking government, the, the powers that be. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, you have the normal sheep that are in support of it. Like, oh, that's the Trump supporters. They're spreading fake news. And, oh, yeah, Corey brings up a good fucking point here. He says, why is this posted in Yahoo Finance? Strange. I agree, Corey. That is kind of strange, huh? But, you know, what a dumb fucking thing. It's just... You know, they find it a threat. They know that people on the internet are waking up. They know we're not falling falling for the bullshit anymore. And so they're trying to put these labels on us and then make it coincide with these mass shootings. You know, the the timing is everything. And to put that article up right after that big shooting, it says something, you know? It's to to link that shit in your mind and be like, oh, these conspiracy theorists are going to go into Walmart and shoot a bunch of Mexicans. You know, that that's like what they're implying. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's some implications in that shit. Ah, man, crazy times we live in. Don't fall for it, man. Don't don't let this shit affect you and don't respond to it emotionally, whatever you do, because that's when they really get you is when you got you're all in your feelies, man. And uh, and you you start believing this stuff and you start looking at your neighbor differently, differently. And um and not liking them because of what the news told you or what some movie told you or what some douchebag on a late night comedy show showed you or something. You know, it's like, think for yourself, you know? And that's all of this podcast and all I'm ever trying to do is to get you to question things further. Think for yourself and don't be, you know, don't be like everybody else. You ain't got to be like that. You're special. You have your own DNA. You have your own fingerprint, your own fucking eye scan and shit. And there's a reason why people try to rob you of that individuality that you have that was God-given and just magnificent. It's because they want to control you, man. They want to use you, and they want to mess with you and stuff, and it's not cool. So don't be afraid to be yourself because that's where the magic happens. You know, every, every great piece of art, everything that's worth remembering was done by an individual who was uh, doing his own thing. So... Take that home with you. Think about that. Hope you enjoyed the talk. I know it was a lot of rambling and uh, (laughs) just weird stuff. I didn't really have a plan, but I did have a few news articles I wanted to share. And uh, that's that. I'm going to send you home with one of my songs. So hope you all have a great day, great night, great life. And I'll catch you next time. Peace out. This song goes out to all the homeless people And to all the people who look down on the homeless when they walk by and act like they don't even exist Not knowing they're only a few missed paychecks away from being homeless themselves 
Yeah. They live on the road, sleeping on the bridge with trolls, a little bit gross. Sit there alone with shit on their clothes, simpleton folk. Not so rich or supreme, wits are extreme, but no one seems to get to the dream. Life is a drag, might have like five on the sack, a lighter and match, a pipe and some crack, the bike with the flat, right for attack. But not the types with that, like to get back, so they might rise from the track. Finding them at the parse, local markets and skid rope, know where they can go, hard when you're dead broke, hopeless and lost. I don't think it don't, they prove like. The home is a box And blanket is a newspaper Food bank CBT cards And methadone high Swept it aside So it's kept from the eye Left from the die Cause we got rotten hearts No stores round here But the shopping carts For the bums and the beggars Who were starving and crazed For the war vet Left without an arm and a leg For the lunatic The hooker And the kids who rob trains For the addict Shooting dope in his veins To stop pain For the folks we ignore Cause they're down on their luck For the guy outside the store Trying to scrounge up a buck If there's Bills in your pockets, maybe give them a few Put yourself in their shoes, imagine if it was you It's grim and it's bleak, never knowing when you can eat Rent isn't cheap, gotta put a tent on the street Men of the weak, women in an awful position Locked in the prison, wishing for a pot that could piss it Kids don't have a chance, big holes in their pants Would've grown it a chance, but they roll with the trams Roaming the land, seek solace, picturing death Live with regret, hope a son is liquor and meth Yo, the city streets teeming with diseases and drugs Released by the gov, just to fucking see what it does Seeking the buzz, trying to escape for a moment Zoning in space, don't even know the place where they're going Wait for atonement, never get to harness the joy When you're unemployed, problems become hard to avoid Point has been breached, poverty is off the charts Now everything you own's in a shopping cart For the bums and the beggars who were starving and crazed For the war vet, left without an arm and a leg For the the lunatic, the hooker, and the kids who wipe trains For the addicts shooting dope in their veins to stop pain For the folks we ignore cause they're down on their luck For the guy outside the store trying to scrounge up a buck If there's bills in your pockets, maybe give them a few Put yourself in their shoes, imagine if it was you I feel for you though, I'll share my fucking meal with you bro And all I ask you in return is keep it real with me yo Now some you can't go to work, but some you cowards are fine Bums begging from the stores but now hiring signs No desire for pride, let the fire subside Too tired to Rise, not even inspired to try Life is a lie, everything's a scam In some way, from Monday to Friday To the sermon on Sunday Don't run away, take a stand, change what you can Don't be afraid to expand, learn the ways of a man Fantasy becomes reality after the mind makes it Time not well spent, it's only time wasted If you admire greatness, go out and try and chase it Take life's malice as a challenge and embrace it Make it to the top if you got the heart Then you'll actually be shopping with that shopping cart Homage